You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Less than 200 metres to run. It's Swayze in front. Leap to fame chasing him down on the outside. Swayze in front. Leap to fame can't pick him up. Hot and treacherous deeper. Swayze in front and Swayze scores. Swayze beats Leap to fame. Hot and treacherous. Black sedan Well, I watched the replay of that race. I didn't watch it live. I watched the replay of it on a Sunday morning on my iPad and I thought, well, gee, Leap to Fame did a damn good job to run second there because he had to work in the race. Swayze's talented was rolling along. And then I learned only this morning, obviously I'm a bit out of touch with the news, that that horse had to drag around a bare rim, a flat tyre. So, Chris, simply outstanding in defeat there, Leap to Fame. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back as well. Uh, yeah, it probably... Um how much of a difference does it make? And when did it happen? When did it puncture, Chris? Do you know? It was between the 400 and the 300. It was when Hot and Treacherous moved away from the inside. And as he was coming to the outside, he just clipped the wheel of Leap to Fame. So it was probably between that 400 and 300. So the question is, Steve, and this is the question that's been asked, with two normal wheels, was he going to pick up Swayze? And it's hard to tell. It, it really is. And it's a question that probably never will have an answer. Uh, but it only adds more merit to the performance. So 154 mile rate, last mile 152. He's been clocked around his last mile and probably 151 leap to fame. I'm sure he probably gains more fans with the defeat uh, rather than, than victory because it was quite astonishing uh, the amount of work he had to do, the times they were running, and given the, the, the fact that he had to carry that flat tyre for the last quarter of the race. So... Um, yeah, no doubt connections and, and all that are involved with Leap to Fame were disappointed that they didn't get the victory. But hey, you can't you can't take anything away from him. He was absolutely enormous running second there in that race on the weekend. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realise. And as I said, Deb Kane let me know earlier. And I actually went, I've just watched the replay again, Chris, and you can clearly see, I've actually posted a little piece on social media of slow motion. You can clearly see the, the rubber off the rim uh, at that particular mm. point. Uh, on that final, Ben. So what's some of the major news that's been happening, Chris, um, over the weekend? Well, just the wash-up, just from the carnival here on the weekend. So Swayze, the, the, the big target for him now, the winner of the Blanks of Fag, they want to go back to New Zealand and have a shot at the New Zealand Cup. So that's going to be the target for him. As we know, Leap to Fame, he's got the big uh, Eureka race, the world's richest race coming up on September 2. So that's not all that far away. Hot and Treacherous, the Inter Dominion is going to be the big target for him. And that's the same for Blanks and Dance as well. So they were the first four across the line. The Lost Storm, who won the Derby, he's aiming towards the Eureka as well. So he's an interesting one. It was Demolition Derby there for him on the weekend. He absolutely obliterated his rivals. So now he's got to take on the older horses, the likes of Leap to Fame, Catch a Wave, Captain Ravishing. So that's going to be really interesting. But he gets that barrier draw advantage by being a three-year-old. Uh, as far as the uh, the Trotters Cup winner, Majestic Trio is concerned, it's likely that we'll see her back in Queensland at the end of the year. The end of the Minion's an obvious target for her. As you know, Steve, catch a wave. He went down as well, beaten by his older brother. So Swayze, the older brother of Leap to Fame, beats him in the Grand Circuit race at Melton in the, the Pro Chevalier free-for-all. Uh, Yan Buckian runs down catch a wave. So catch a wave pushes on towards the Eureka as well. Uh, they are expecting to take 
Captain Ravishing to Melton for a bit of a, a workout uh, later this week. So that's going to be very interesting to see how that all unfolds. Uh, just a few other little snippets of news. Triple Eight, uh, not Triple Eight, or uh, not Triple Eight, uh, Better Eclipse. He's back at the trials today. So he's getting set for a number of features coming up. Uh, what else have we got there? Rip was at the trials last night and trialled well. That was his second trial back. So maybe, maybe he's on target for a, a spot in the Eureka. I know Wayne Loder, who's got a slot, is eyeing off either his own horse, Rip, or it's going to be Tim's a trooper. So that's going to be interesting. Tim's a trooper could be going to Sydney now for the Singo. That's the new race coming up. So the winner not necessarily guaranteed to start in the Eureka. He'll just pick a runner from that race. So uh, he might head that way now. Uh, Tim's a trooper. Uh, better be the best is due back at the trials in the next fortnight. He's definitely not going to the Eureka. They're, they're focused on the Breeders' Challenge. And there's a few others uh, up and about as well. So we'll get through that in the uh, in the week. So... Yeah, there's a bit going on. Uh, I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. With that Eureka, I think the build-up's going to be quite immense. Uh, and the fact that both of those star horses were beaten on the weekend, I think only adds to the intrigue of the Eureka on September mm. 2 in Sydney. I just wonder how many people Leap to Fame did send, you know, put through the turnstiles there the other night because I know people that haven't been in the trots for years that went along on the weekend. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great point. Uh, and again, we probably won't know that uh, exact answer, but... Uh, yeah, it was a good crowd. I wouldn't say it was outstanding. I think there was still room for improvement. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of people that were turning up just to see him. And just to give you more merit in that that sort of point, um, when he started to parade or when all of the horses paraded for that big race, they came out of their rooms or function areas that they were in and they just swarmed around that uh, area. So that was really, uh, really pleasing to see. But uh, I think uh, a lot were there just to, to cast their over. The, the local champ leaped the fame. Yeah, it's just a pity he wasn't able to get it done. Just on Tim Butt, we spoke about this earlier. Chris, you've interviewed him plenty of times. He's won so many feature races, not only in Australia, but, of course, his home um, country as well. And he's got a, a galloper today at Gatton. Let's hope it runs well. A first start of race five, number two, Reeve American, or Americane. Uh, two, $26 it is. Race five, number okay. two, Tim Butt this afternoon at Gatton. So we wish yeah. him the best. Yeah. Leonard Kane's with us. Leonard, good morning. Good morning. How are we? Yeah, really well, really well. The carnival's come and gone for another year. Oh, absolutely. It was a great carnival, wasn't it? Absolutely. I'll ask you the question because you're out there competing. So with that flat tyre, um, how big a disadvantage is that? Was he going to pick up Swayze or was Swayze holding him, in your opinion? Look, it's a very hard call, to be honest, to um, say. Yeah. I'd love to say he was going to pick him up. And I think I think when we sort of say a flat tyre, um, I, I don't really think that actually does justice to what it was the other night because the tube actually wrapped right around the, the hub of the wheel and, and fully locked up. So um, it, it wasn't just a case of having a flat tyre and dragging a flat tyre like, like we do on so many occasions. It was actually... Um, far worse than what it's sort of being made out to be. I think um, a lot of people don't actually realise the impact that it did have, and it certainly, like, I think it, it did make, uh, you know, obviously a huge disadvantage to him in the end yeah. result, but um, he was huge, you know, he was just massive. It was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can see, you watch the replay time and time again, the way Grant had to sort of shift his weight to the opposite side of the sulky just to try and you know, get that momentum going. So you're right in what you say. It's a massive disadvantage. 
Oh, absolutely, definitely. Um, yeah, it was a shame to see, but um, you know, like like you were saying, um, no discredit to him. I think I think he'll gain more followers from that the other night than anything. So, mm. Leonard, what caused the flat in his case, leap to fame? You've watched it over and over. Um, I haven't actually had a good look into it. Um, judging by stewards' reports and that, I think it was contacted when a runner moved away from the inside um, around in that last turn, but. Um, you know, it's it sort of, it, it's hard to see. If there was contact, it was very minimal. So, um, yeah. yeah, it sort of, it is hard to see yeah. even with the drone Yeah, well, Chris, you elaborated that. on it, didn't you, a minute ago, really? Yeah, yeah. Disappointing, but as we said, it's onwards and upwards for Leap to Fame. Uh, he'll lose Noah tomorrow, that's for sure. And uh, that Eureka race seems to be, uh, you know, his race to lose because when you consider he's dropping back to his own age group for that race where he's been taking on the open class performers. So, You've got to keep that in mind. He is only up against four-year-olds and a couple of three-year-olds. So hopefully uh, he can walk away with that big prize down there, the world's richest race. Leonard, let's focus on your drives today. Uh, you've got a, a busy day in front of you, 10 races. You've got seven drives. The, the, the eyes in had a, a fair night last night at record, just looking at the results as well. Yeah, I did have a good night, actually. Um, you know, I started off a little steady. I uh, made a mistake in the first and sort of went a little bit early in that, but um, got all that behind us early, luckily, and um, finished off fairly strong. So, um, no, that was very pleasing. Okay, well, let's start with the trot race to the Reaper. You know this horse well, and he's going okay here. He's off the front row. Can he give some cheek here? Oh, definitely, Chris. I think, um, no, I think he can for sure, you know. It, it, he generally makes a safe beginning last week. He sort of got off on the wrong foot and um, probably settled a little bit further back than what he should have. But uh, I think, it, you know, we just disregard that last week. And um, I think if he steps well today, which, I, you know, I'd say we'll, you know, we'll be in a good spot there early. And um, if that's the case, well, I definitely think he'll give Cheek late. You know, he, he's sort of knocking on the door. He hasn't had a lot of luck of late. Um, you know, he sort of got caught behind a couple that have, haven't taken him anywhere and, you know, so on and so forth. But um, I think today, you know, it looks like we can sort of get into a good spot early and I think if that's the case, we'll, um, you know, we're definitely going to be right there on the finish. All right. Start's going to be crucial here because the horse to your inside, Aurora, you know well, she's a really good beginner. Set me free on your outside, also a really good beginner. So if you can get that clean beginning, it's going to hold you in good stead. Definitely, yeah. Like you say, that's going to be all important to start. So, um, yeah, we'll be relying on that a lot. My ultimate Eddie, is he the horse to beat despite the handicap? I think so. It looks that way on paper. Um, you know, it's a decent enough field, but I think he sort of looks a little bit of a standout there for sure. Okay, race three. It's another stand start trot race. Hate it when you're right for Jack Butler. This is your first time driving this horse. He was first up last week, finishing fourth. What uh, what sort of impression did he make on you last week? Hate it when you're right looking back at the the replay. I thought his run uh, had a lot of merit last week. You know, he sort of um, he made a safe beginning and then uh, opted to go around and retake the lead. And um, he was only beaten four metres in fifty nine. So you know that's definitely definitely convincing leading into today. Um, you know that that's quite a good run. Um, so I think you know Jack does a great job with his horses and you know he's always got the trotters right on song. So. Um, you know, I think leading into today, everything sort of hopefully looks to be in our favour if we can get away well again. Um, you know, it's a decent field, but it, like I say, if we settle well early and um, make safe beginnings, I think we'll be uh, making an impression late.
Okay, well, Jack's got a strong hand at playing this race. He's got three runners. Hate it when you're right, funny face, and Elder Baron Misty. Just looking at this, it's quite a deep field. There's a number of runners that are in good form. Zealous Spur, Carmanna, funny face, Elder Baron Misty's dropping back in grade. So there's a few that are going more than handy here. Oh, definitely. I think, um, like you say, it's a wide open race. So uh, I think it's all going to come down to, um, you know, whoever settles in the right positions and does, does the most right, I think, will, um, you know, that'll be all important in this race. Okay. I'm, I'm keen to just get your thoughts here on, on race four, number two, Sheer Artistry. This is the two-year-old pace, and you've driven this filly in both of her starts. Uh, she's got good ability, doesn't she? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, she, she tends to be a very nice filly who keeps, you know, getting better and better with each run. Um, first start was you know, a little unlucky. Um Got a bit tired early and sort of missed getting the early jump on um, the horse from the outside by the legacy. But uh, once we, we sort of probably shouldn't have made that move at, at the bell to sort of when we were going slow. I had a little crack for the lead. Um, you know, I actually thought the leader was handed over to me and probably just went a little bit far. And, and um, you know, I think that probably impacted her a little bit late considering she was first up. But there was a lot of merit given she sat parked in, in 56 first up. You know, you don't see many two-year-olds do that. So, um, you know, obviously last week's run was sort of, she she settled last and sort of that's where she stayed, but really attacked the line late and got in the fifth. And, you know, her last half was ridiculous. I think she was home in, I think it was 28-7, uh, 27-6 or something silly off the track. So... For a two-year-old in the second start, um, you know, I think she's got a big future if she keeps heading the way she is. Informed trainer as well, Wayne Graham. He had a good carnival. He won the Wayne Wilson Paleface Adios Classic. He won the Queensland Oaks there on Saturday night. So he's in form, Wayne. So we'll watch that filly with interest. She artistry. What about race five? Your old mate here, Lancelot Bromack. Is this a winnable race for him today? I think it does look a winnable race on paper, to be honest. You know, um, he obviously... <laughs> Anyone that knows Lance knows he, he, he sort of only floats out the gate, so he'll probably end up a long way back. But um, it, it's quite an even field, and I think, you know, hopefully if they roll along a little bit, um, we can sort of make our move when we need to down the back there somewhere, and I think he's good enough to be right there in the finishing this race today. Okay, so tell me, what sort of last half would be ideal for Lancelot Bramack today? Oh... <laughs> Do you want him going down the back about 29 home and about 30 and a half? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think <laughs> he'll be laughing if we done that, I think, for sure. <laughs> well, we'll see how he goes today, Lancelot Bromack. Uh, race six, cross legs, last start winner. Draw on the inside of the second row. How do you sort of rate her chances? Yeah, you know, she's... Um, I, I drove her a while back um, and, you know, I always had had an opinion of this now actually. She always ran a genuine race and was sorta of, sorta of there for you week in, week out. So the draw actually, you know, on paper looks well. Um we should be right there and we should have our chance. So I think um, you know, she's going well, like you say, she's the last start winner and um yeah, like with that draw I think she'll be right there on the finish for sure. She you know, she she loves racing with that sort of a trip with just sort of doing nothing early and, and having that late pounce on them. She's got a little bit of speed on her side, so um, she definitely looks in with a chance in this. All right, race seven, Glen Eagle VC. New trainer, Graham Harris, the owner, takes over as the trainer, and you're sitting behind this guy for the first time. 
he's got ability, but he's still quite um, in, inexperienced and learning. But how do you rate his chances here? Um, you know, I think I think if we can sort of um, tuck in early and, and get a good trip and hit the line, we'll be happy. You know, this is a, a very handy field and a massive step up in class for him. So um, I think we'll just be looking for shortcuts today and, and um, you know, I think that's our only option. Like I say, it's quite a handy, it's an extremely handy field, to be honest. Um, so for a two-year-old to be jumping out of the races that he's been in, in for this, um, you know, I think he's sort of going to need a little luck on his side to sort of be thereabouts. Okay. What about race eight? You're driving number eight, Parami. Your first sit behind this guy. It is, yeah. Um, I've done a lot of driving for Tim Bate over time. They've been good supporters of mine. So, um, you know, I've had a good run for him too. So the draw looks handy um, for Armour's racing well enough. So, um, you know, it looks to sort of get a nice trip here. And I think if we can sort of get the splits late, um, that'll be the hardest thing, I think, is um, on paper it sort of looks like we'll probably be three fence. So I think we're just going to be hoping for a, a bit of a look in up the straight. And if that's the case, I think he'll be finishing hard. There should be good pressure in this race, surely. There's a few here that like to roll along. So, you know, the faster the better for him. And 2,100, he should be strong at the end of his race too. Definitely, yeah. Like you say, Chris, um, that all works in his favour. So I think the biggest thing would be getting those gaps late. All right. The last race, Obi Legal. Is he one of your favourites to drive right now? Because uh, your record with this horse is very, very good. So do you enjoy driving Obi Legal? I do enjoy driving him, actually. He's, um, he's been a little bit tested in the last couple of starts. He's got into a bit of a bad habit of getting a bit keen and over-racing. Um, you know, I thought he was a good hope there two starts ago, but he, he sort of, um, I wouldn't say he fully choked himself down, but he, I think he, he cut his wind off pretty bad there down the back and obviously tired, um, you know. So I, I was talking to Pete and Patrice and they'd sort of, Changed a bit of gear on him, so I'm hoping I'm hoping leading into today it'll be a little bit more calm than the chance to a lot of potential and a wicked turn of foot, um, you know, when doing not a lot early. So um, I think this horse has got a bright future, and you know, like I say, if if he does everything right today and he just relaxes for me, um, I think you know he's leaped off a helmet, so um, he definitely looks in with a shot in that one. Yeah, well, it sort of looks like it might set up nicely for him. Oresco to your inside has good gate speed. Eloise Adal can run the gate. Now I'm feeling fire is really quick. So it's almost guaranteed that there's going to be a hot tempo in this last race. That's right. And that's exactly what we'll be um, hoping for. You know, the matter they go, the better for us. We'll, be, we'll just be sitting back minding our own business and come with fun run late. All right. Which drive are you most looking forward to today? Um, I'd actually have to say... Hate it when you're right in race three. Um, yeah, I think this horse will run a really nice race. So hopefully if we do everything right and, and get away well, I, you know, I think that's my best one on paper. All right. Sitting at 69 wins for the season. So you're on track for another century. Yeah, let's hope so. You know, just put our head down and, and keep trying to better ourselves each time we go around and hopefully we can get there. Awesome. I really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside today. Too easy. Thanks very much. There's Leonard Kane joining us. So a number of key drives, but hate it when you're right in the trot in race number three. I want to track down Luke Whitaker this morning because I got told a few weeks ago that Luke is set to, to leave Queensland and he's uh, been given another opportunity elsewhere. So I just wanted to find out more about it. And he's been kind enough to join us online. Luke, good morning. Thanks. Thank you.
really well. Are you back home in New Zealand as we speak? Yeah, Luke, I'm not sure if you can move, mate. We just can't hear you at the moment. Uh, obviously, how's, can you just move around a little bit and see if we can get some better signal yeah. there? Give me one second. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That's much better. So Chris is right. Yep, that's it. So you are in New Zealand? Yes, currently, uh, yes, with the family in Christchurch, and it's currently nine degrees, so uh, feeling the cold uh, very much so. <laughs> You've become used to the really nice weather here in Queensland by the sound of it. Yeah, that's right. Those, uh, you know, mid-24 days on a on a winter's, uh, winter's day is uh, very much not so in New Zealand uh, as it gets very cold this morning. Dad had me out working a couple and it was minus two. So, yeah, I felt that, uh, felt that this morning. Okay. So, as I said, you're on the move. So, what does the future hold for Luke Whitaker? Um, yeah, you know, I really enjoyed my time in Queensland and, you know, working with Shannon and, and Scott and Mitch. It's, it was, you know, I learned so much there and um, it was just come to a time where I really wanted to take that next step in, um, you know, in my career. And, you know, Aaron had been, you know, trying to get me to go work for him for, you know, a couple of months. And I think it was just the right time of, uh, you know, of my career and, and leading into, uh, you know, that next step in which is probably, um, you know, trying to get a few owners behind me and, and start that next step in training. Okay, so you're set to join the stables of Newcastle trainer Aaron Goadsby? Yeah, that's right, Chris. You know, he's um, he's got a very good team behind him at the moment and, um, you know, one of the best strike rate trainers in um, in the Newcastle area. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to that, um, that next step and um, going down there and seeing how I go. Okay, well, he was here on the weekend competing in some of our bigger races on Saturday night throughout the carnival. So, will you become one of the stable drivers for Aaron? Um, you know, like I still got my my claim left for for another year, and uh, you know, with New South Wales taking that next step and allowing you know that double double claim back to a, a forty rating now. Um, you know, he really wanted to use you know that five point claim you know for another year until I lose my claim. So, yeah, you know. There's a lot of horses there that he's got, the, you know, three- and four-year-olds and even the two-year-olds that can, can double claim. So, you know, that's going to come really handy for him. Okay. So how many would he have in work down there? Um, he's currently got about um, 20 in work, so quite a, quite a good number. Um, you know, with his, other big, with his other big business that he's got, you know, having that, um, you know, numbers around 20 really suits him. Okay. So you're prepared to do a bit of uh, driving as far as, uh, you know, travelling to the races because... He goes to Menangle, he obviously competes at Newcastle, he'll, he'll turn up at Tamworth and he turns up here in Brisbane. So you've uh, you've got to do some travelling, no doubt. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's when when you're trying to look to further your career, you've always got to go and try and chase those drives, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to do. And, um, you know, with, with the horses that he's got, you know, he's got quite a, quite a nice team, and especially his young, his young stock coming through that look like, you know, you know, through their two, three and two-year-old seasons that, you know, they'll, uh, they'll keep stepping up. Okay, so 35 wins in Australia for you. The highlight, that Group 1 victory with Wee Man Trouble? Oh, definitely, Chris. You know, that, that, you know, that day last year, was, it was probably something that I've dreamed of for a long time. And to, to kick that off the list and to do it for Scott and Shannon, uh, yeah, was something that I'll never forget. Would I be right in saying he's just been retired? Yeah, that's right. We uh, after he won the Group One, he had that another start at Albion, and he he um, he did another injury, which wasn't the same leg, and um, you know, so we Shannon gave him the time off, and she said, "Oh, we'll give him one more chance to try and come back for the carnival." And 
yeah, a couple of months ago, he did another injury that was to a different leg. So this time they um, they called quits. So it was quite a sad day for the stable because, you know, he's been such a good horse to them and, um, you know, he was such a character and he, he was everyone's favourite. So, you know, he's gone on to be a, a riding horse now and um, to have, have a great career that he deserved. Yeah, good to hear, good to hear. Now, just recently we saw... Um, you take out your trainer's licence and you were training and driving your own horse, Makara, and he's done a really good job. So does he head to Newcastle as well? Uh, that's right. You know, he did a very good job coming over from New Zealand and um, Shannon and Scott have actually purchased 50% off him. So he's going to stay in um, in Queensland with them. Um, you know, he's, he's you know, Saturday night material and he's he's still got his MO. So you know, I thought probably the best thing possible for him was to stay in Queensland and, and try and pick up a couple of band, band races. And, he, you know, he's seven years old, so he can go on the veterans races. So he was more suited to Queensland. And, you know, they they, they know how, how he works. And, um, yeah, I think he'll he'll do a very good job in the, in the next coming months there. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's been a real consistent earner since uh, making his way over from New Zealand. So we'll watch for for him in the coming weeks. Hey, just going back to Saturday night, uh, your mum was in the winner's circle, Max Shard taking the opening race. Uh, please tell me that someone had something on at the big odds. Uh, they they did not have, have money on him. You know, they're not really punting, and, and I, I didn't really give him much of a chance either. So to see him back in the winner's circle was great. You know, he's been a, a grand old horse for them, and he's done, you know, he's won over 500,000. So to see him back in the winning circle and, you know, going 54 for the... The 20, 2100 was great to see. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he has been a wonderful horse for a very long period of time. So when do you head across and officially start with Aaron Goadsby? I start with Aaron on the 7th of August. So, yeah, I spend a, spend a week here and then I'll uh, go back to Tamworth and see um, my partner Emma's family for a couple of days before I head down to Newcastle. All right, excellent. I really appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy your trip home and catching up with family and friends, and we'll see you uh, competing in Newcastle not before long. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, mate.